Savvy podcast, where we believe entrepreneurs are the new influencers. If you are trying to build your brand, your business, and your influence, you are in the right place. This is your one-stop shop to learn everything you need to learn about how to expand your reach, your income, and your impact. Let's dive in. Katie Grace, thank you so much for joining me today. I am thrilled to have you. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I am so happy to be here. I am so happy to finally have you on because for those of you that don't know, Katie Grace is an incredible photographer and she is the person that did my branding photo shoot when I was first starting my company. Basically, Katie just immediately put me at ease and I was freaking out, had no idea how to do anything related to being in front of the camera. She is just incredible. So I'm so excited, Katie, to have you again and just to peel back the layers and educate folks on how they can successfully lean in to a branding photo shoot, not be afraid, get comfortable. So let's talk about why we need to have a branding photo shoot in our business. That's one thing. And then when does it make sense to have a branding photo shoot? So a branding photo shoot is something that for any newer online business owners, probably not something that they're thinking of. A lot of online entrepreneurs are not used to being in front of the camera from my experience. And I didn't really understand why we even needed to do it, right? Because for those of us that are used to more traditional jobs, we're not used to being in front of the camera. It just feels very unnatural. Is that something that you see a lot, Katie, in your business? Yeah, I think there's some reluctance um, because again, you're, you're not a TV personality and you're not a model. You're a business person. You're an entrepreneur, you're a business person, whatever that field is. So there can be some reluctance to not understand, not see the importance of that because you're again, not a model or not a TV person. So it's like, well, why do I need photos of me? But when you're doing entrepreneurial, when you're doing online, when you're doing things that you're really, especially even starting out when you're the brand, it's a really big, I mean, it's, you are the brand. So it's a really, I mean, that image and people getting a feel straight away as soon as they see an image where they know what, what type of quality to expect, like quality, I think is a big one. Cause with just really solid photos, people know, oh, this person is legit. Yes. Instead of yes. Just the, photo taken, the photo taken with the iPhone, which iPhone can do good depending on your, what you're doing with it. But um, you know, just the random photo that's not really, it doesn't speak to your brand. It doesn't speak to what you're offering people, um, the, you know, the level of service or any of, any of the more soft components of your business and of, and of your services. Yes. That is such an important point that it sets a tone for your business. If you have professional photos versus like a selfie of you in your bikini in the car, it's just not the vibe, right? So I think that's so important to point out that yes, one, if you are the face of your brand, especially you must be doing that. And it does set a tone for really what level you're playing at because it's such a visual business. And I love what you said about, we're not crazy for those of us that don't like being in front of the camera. It feels unnatural. It's because we're business people. We're not used to being at the front and center and something I see all the time. So if there's anybody out there listening to us, I just want them to have that validation that if you are feeling like, oh my goodness, I am not meant for this. I cannot do this. Believe me, you can. So I will tell you guys, the reason why I even knew about hiring a photographer is because my mentor heard what I wanted to be doing and was like, you need photos of yourself. And 
I almost, I kid you not, one, didn't believe her. I was in denial. And then two, realized, oh my God, she's really going to make me do it. And I just, I almost quit my business because I was so petrified and uncomfortable. And I was like, I cannot, I am not a Kardashian. I am not meant for this. This is not for me at all. And, you know, and spending the money and understanding all the pieces that play into a successful photo shoot was just completely foreign to me. Then we met, everyone was recommending that Katie Grace be the photographer that I select. And she obviously is so, so talented and so just, she's just one of those really special people that puts you right at ease. Thank God for that. Because let me tell you, I don't know what I would have done otherwise without you, Katie. So, you know, thank you again for, for putting me at such ease. It's really funny you say that. And I do hear that a lot. I think just the more that you connect with your photographer and start chatting, just going through and then they're guiding you through stuff. I don't see it as, oh, this person is a hot mess. I'm like, okay, here we, and I mean, cause I felt like we were just, it was a great flow. And I know you had said that and I, I just thought, okay, which I get it. I mean, I believe you, <laughs> but. You didn't feel my nervous energy? Is that what you're saying? Oh, good. I think because I'm, fo- because I'm focused on different things. So that's, it's not, I don't want, I'm not going to focus on amplifying anything that I want to focus on bringing you to a place where you can just be yourself and, and um, we can create images that really exemplify your brand. Yes. And you do it so naturally. And, you know, it's interesting because I also have people that say to me, well, I'm not the face of my brand. I actually have a logo and I, my brand isn't about me. So my response to them is, you know what? People nowadays were nosy. The game has changed as we know it. They want to know who is the face behind the brand. It's no longer good enough to put up cute little memes or images of products or your service. People want to know, well, why would I buy a CBD product from you or whatever the product may be, right? Your makeup, it doesn't matter what it is. Who is that person? And they really want to see you and feel your energy and hear your story. And so there's a lot of work around, you know, a lot of us out there to kind of overcome that fear of stepping into, into the camera, into the light, into the center of attention. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, for folks, for folks listening, if that is you, you still need to stand up and step out of the shadows and own your space and own your power and show your face. And so we are here to kind of coach you through what it looks like to have a successful branding photo shoot. So it's not like you just get to show up and smile. That's not it at all, right? Like it's very strategic. So I can give a couple tips and then I definitely want to hear from Katie because she's the photographer. She does this all of the time with so many brilliant people out there and her images, by the way, are insane. So we'll send you to her, her website and her Instagram so you guys can stalk her appropriately after this. But, you know, I'll just say this, when you're doing a branding photo shoot, you do have to be strategic, especially if it's like your first one. And, you know, you need to consider things that you probably wouldn't even think of, like, what are my brand colors and what is the right location to set the vibe? And for Katie and I, we had to kind of partner and I was scouting locations and we were talking about lighting and times of day and all that good stuff. So there's just a lot that goes into it from your wardrobe to the location, to your makeup, the list goes on and on. How do we know when we found a legitimate 
photographer, any do's and don'ts around, you know, things to look out for, questions to ask when you're interviewing a photographer? Well, I think you want to be able to look at a good body of their work. You don't just want to see a couple photos. Um, you want to be able to see a good body that are, they don't have to be exactly what you're wanting, but even across their different like work focuses, being able to see consistency is really important. So if you're seeing just a lot of, if you're seeing a lot of inconsistency or the images are flat, those kind of things, those are red flags. Because as photographers, we should be putting only our best work out, first of all. So, <laughs> um, and that's another thing too, is if you are still having questions, if you're like, I really like their, their work and I, you, know, you have a good communication with them, if you want extra, you know, just reassurance, you could even ask. It doesn't even have to be a, a branding shoot similar to yours. You could just say, can I, you know, can we look at a full session, a full branding session so I can know what to expect? And of course, you can guide me through, you know, the differences for, for my shoot compared to what we're going to look at. To that point, do we have to ask our photographer if they have done branding photo shoots? Is that a question versus say, you know, family photo shoots? Like what if they're like, oh, I don't know. I normally just do family photos. Like what is the vibe on that? What, what's the read? Yes. Well, I shoot a lot of families as well, but I shoot a lot of branding and a lot of lifestyle for commercial pieces. And it's important. You can still be shoot families, but if you say, you know, I shoot families, I haven't really done a lot of branding shoots. Probably wouldn't be the photographer to hire. If it was a friend, you could always play around and take photos. But as far as hiring someone, I would steer away from that just because there's different expectations and there's different needs. And just because they could be a great family photographer, if they haven't worked with brands or worked with branding, it's different, right? Because you need headers, you need like blank space and those things, when you're shooting, you need to know those things automatically as you're shooting along. Um, I mean, to work from a shot list, especially if you're shooting lifestyle, I mean, you have a general idea but you just need to already know, okay, we're going to need headers. We're going to need this. We're going to need bio photos. We're going to need lifestyle of this. You know, like those are things that are just already in your brain as you're shooting. So without the experience and then without the person being experienced with doing a branding shoot, it might be a little bit of a very stressful situation. You probably won't come out with the photos that either of you guys were hoping for. I love just, that. Just my guess, just my guess, because experience is very helpful. Yes, that's really helpful to understand that, you know, setting that tone from the beginning with your photographer that, hey, this is for my business. I need a branding photo shoot. I think just that is a lot of people wouldn't know to even ask that, I don't think. And so what about the location? How important is it to find the right location? Is indoor versus outdoor preferred? Like what are things that we need to know in terms of finding the right place to shoot it? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Really excellent question. Because we talked about different locations that were really beautiful. But as we talked, it was well, this would be good, but it won't be good because of X, Y, and Z, either the time of day, or it's a really cool spot. But I think for branding photos, it looks too like, but too much like a park. And that's not really what we want. So it's your locations are super important because that needs to reflect your brand. So depending on what your brand is, your location should be tailored to fit again, that aesthetic, that vibe, and, and to speak to the people that you're speaking to. Because again, as a, just a wonderful business person, like you're not a photographer. So you're like, oh, this is such a beautiful place. It's like, yeah, it is. And 
I remember there was a couple of places that we talked about. And I'm like, well, that could be good for like some headshots, but I wouldn't be able to get, you know, as much movement or as much lifestyle, but that's just the difference. That's where your photographer is really helpful because they already know, you know, well, this could be good, or this is a really beautiful location, but it's going to be really busy. I don't know how that's going to feel with us doing photos, like you changing clothes and us being there for an extended period of time. You know, again, the experience factor with your photographer is super helpful because they can, they'll already know those, those potential like red flags for that location. And they can at least let you know. And if it's like, oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that, which is great. You know, whatever the thing is, if it's a visual point and they discourage it, then I would listen. And then as far as indoors or outdoors, that also depends on your brand. So you can do both. I shoot a lot of natural light. I do shoot artificial light, but my I'm known for shooting natural light. So I can shoot indoors and outdoors, but with natural light. It's a great window light if you're shooting indoors. Outdoors, I just find the lights, find the good lights, leave the other light for just casual walking around, but always find the good light. Yes, yeah, so you can really go either way. And if you're doing something with more, if you need, if you need something more like with a studio feel, then you might, I mean, you could still be shooting in a studio or not in a studio, but with the strobes and have just that different feel. I mean, right now, natural light is a really big thing. So, I mean, it's always a big thing, but I think even with branding, with commercial advertising, there's still a lot of the, you know, lifestyle natural light direction. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some of the things that you mentioned really did come up, like knowing and listening to the pitfalls. So, you know, you and I, thankfully, we did some scouting in advance and planned it, right? And we pre-planned it and we wanted to do the photo shoot closer to where I live. And so what I did was listen to what Katie said, which was go during the time that I think I would want to shoot and check out the light and send her a video. And that was so helpful, I think, because you, you got a sense of what it would be like when we were there at the time. And so I just would have never thought to go at that exact time. So it took about a week. We looked at maybe three or four different spots. And one thing I remember that was surprising that came up was I thought, oh, we should go look at this cute little bridge at the Calabasas Commons. And you were like, you know, it is really cute there, but I've had experiences where their security will actually throw you out if you don't get a permit. And I was like, wait, what? Is that a thing? I I didn't know what that meant. So can you explain a little bit about, you know, needing a permit? What is, what are the shoulds and should nots or okay, or how can we get away with things? Like what, what is that all about? Do we need a permit to shoot on location? Yes, that's a great question. And it's not the same everywhere. I used to live in Santa Barbara and Santa Barbara, I never needed a permit anywhere. I could shoot well, except for San Ysidro Ranch. Like literally there's like a couple places that I couldn't go shoot. I mean, even if someone was staying there, that was, it would get tricky. Um, but basically like I could shoot anywhere in Santa Barbara, except on someone's private property, but any, any place. When I came to LA, I found that was not the case. And even in a shopping center that you think, and you're not photographing other people, you're literally just photographing the person that you're with, they require permits. So, and that, I was even shooting something for a brand by one of their stores in, in LA. And I got approached by the security. It was a very, 
I was pretty much done anyway, but the brand that I was shooting for was there. It's kind of a weird situation. So all that to say, shopping centers are probably no, no. And as far as permits, like if you're okay with getting kicked off the property, but getting a few shots, then that's fine. I mean, I don't have an issue with <laughs> being asked to leave, but when you're doing a branding shoot, you're trying to get a lot of things done and it can just be very disruptive to the flow and to the mood. If then you have to move and go somewhere else and somewhere that you hadn't totally planned. And if you just can't relax, so you're really better off to find different lo find locations that either you can get a permit at. Honestly, shopping centers are not, they say you need a permit, but I don't even think you can get one unless you rented out the whole place. I don't know for sure. Uh, finding a place that doesn't have things like that, whether it's sometimes some restaurants can be good spots because they'll have good lounge areas. If you can schedule it during a time when they're not busy and people aren't there. They don't mind. Um, you know, the, the staff might be there or whatever. There are studios that you can do as well. And you can make that. I mean, again, you're just, you're going to just pay for the location and have the stress of that taken off. So you don't have to worry about a permit and, you know, going through all the right channels and yes, you can't just shoot anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta say that really was a hard lesson. I was, I just, for whatever reason, had no idea that that was a thing. So yeah, there were a couple locations that I realized, I don't think we can shoot here. And so that was unfortunate, but it's good to be aware. And hopefully that saves some people time. I guess it probably depends on your local area. Mm -hmm. And it's also, if you know people who, you know, manage a hotel or if you want to rent a hotel room, those are things that can, if you, if you're taking the service of somewhere and then you're, they will often let you use the grounds. Hotels are one that usually do. If you rent a room, they usually allow you to use, you know, as long as you're just not getting the guest in photos, they let you do those kind of things, which those can be great because they can have good common areas. They can have restaurants. They can have, I mean, they're set up for, you know, people coming and enjoying the aesthetic of their space. So it's all, you know, that's all taken care of. Studios are great. Again, if you know people who have, you know, something that your hotel manager, someone who, you know, owns just a home that you that fits your aesthetic, like take them out to a nice dinner afterwards if they, if they say yes. But um, yeah, just finding locations where you can clear everything beforehand is going to really take the pressure off where you're not like, oh no, we might get kicked out. Um, so yeah, that feeling when you're nervous, when we did my branding photo shoot, we ended up at a hotel. I did rent a room to have access to it. We used that room as our place that we could store all of our stuff. And then change. I did change in a couple sketchy areas that was stressing me out just because it was big, the property and um, we didn't get caught. I hope I'm not on camera somewhere nude, but um, <laughs> I don't think so. I think we're good. But yeah, I, I mean, that feeling of already being a little bit nervous walking into a photo shoot and on top of it, being afraid that you're going to be kicked out is not a good feeling. And yeah. so that's why I thought bringing that forward, make sure that you're allowed to be where you are because adding that factor to it just adds so much more stress to the situation that you do not want to take on. You know, it's also interesting because I see a lot of people like doing beach photos, right? And for their branding photo shoots. And it's interesting because what I realize is a lot of times they need to bring a tent with them to change their, their outfits. So is that a thing? Should we be bringing tents wherever we go? How many people are doing that? Tell us about the tents. 
I have to say, I've actually never had someone bring a tent. I've had plenty of people change either just with, you know, pull one thing up, pull one thing off, get really sneaky. Some people have done it and like changed in the car. I mean, I've, I've held up blankets around people before. <laughs> I mean, I know the people, I know tents are, have been done. I've been shooting at the beach, particularly where you're seeing tents. I've been shooting there for over 15 years. Oh my gosh. And I have never taken a tent to the beach. But if somebody wanted, if that was your comfort level and you didn't want to go into the bathroom, the bathrooms at the beach can be like hit or miss and you weren't really comfortable changing in the car. I mean, the car can be really the more private place, especially if you have a bigger vehicle and you have tinted windows. So I would opt for that. But again, if you're not, if for whatever reason, you're like, I can't change in the car. I really would prefer a tent than bring a tent. I'll, I mean, I'm always down for, down for whatever. <laughs> but I mean, the car, I think is kind of the, you know, the perfect spot if you're, if it's like, eh, I'm not really comfortable changing right on the sand. Ah, okay. That's good. I feel like you probably have so many funny stories that you can't reveal. <laughs> Just based on your expression, but that's good to know. Okay. So, so do not bring your tents, everyone. Keep your tents at home. Bring your big car with the tinted windows. Okay. That's helpful. Let's talk wardrobe for a second, can we? So I want to ask you, how many outfits is good for a branding shoot? Assuming it's your first branding shoot, you have no pictures of yourself like like you're like me and we have no pictures of ourselves because we're never in front of the camera. Um, how many outfits is good and any tips as far as like the do's and don'ts of what to wear, anything with colors or like just anything, any tips for our outfits? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like if it's your first shoot, depending on what how ambitious you are, I would say three because that will give you a good variety. I mean, if you can, if you're ambitious for four or five, great. That's awesome. Or if you want to have a couple extra backup and like, Hey, I may be really, you know, rolling and flowing, then let's add another look on. But three is a good spot because that gives you a good variety. You can get a couple different looks in there. As far as things to stay away from, definitely stay away from logos unless you, I don't know why you would use a logo on your clothing. I always, you know, suggest to stay away from logos and then coordinating your colors with your brand colors is good, especially for some of the photos where you're, they're going to be on your pages. You want it to just flow together. Um, I mean, you don't want to have on like a hot pink dress if your branding colors are gray and navy. I mean, it might not, well, I mean, unless depending on what you're selling, it could totally work. Uh, <laughs> I'm all for hot pink. I'm just trying to think of uh, something offhand, but the bi a big thing, stay away from logos. I would really go with clothes that you feel good in. When you look in the mirror, you feel confident. You feel good about yourself. Choosing clothes that you're not having to worry about adjusting like, oh, this is great. As long as I sit, you know, extremely straight and this, and this way, I mean, we try to keep good posture during photo shoots, of course, but starting to really, really focus on wardrobe malfunctions that's going to be distracting and, and cause you stress and anxiety when you're wanting to be more relaxed even if you go to Nordstrom or wherever you like to shop and you have them help you pick out wardrobes that works great too yeah and I have to say on that point I did go to Nordstrom's I did buy everything that was in my brand colors it was very difficult to go shopping and do it prepare for a branding photo shoot when it was quarantine and everything was back ordered and you could barely get into a mall so I don't recommend that you do a branding photo shoot over a you know pandemic <laughs> it makes 
it makes things harder for <laughs> experience. But no one told me that. So here we are. We've warned you. <laughs> oh my god. How was that? Did I how was that choosing outfits and yeah, I thought that I had just some stuff in the closet that would be just perfectly fine. And then I tried them on and made my sister-in-law take pictures. And I was like, this looks like, you know, does not look elegant. I'll just say that for one reason or another. So I realized I do need to up my game on my wardrobe and I'm not a big like clothes person. Like I just, I don't know. I just don't care. Like I'm all about like, get your nicest Lululemon or whatever, um, your nicest workout gear, right? Like just be comfortable and yeah. So I'm not like huge on like tons of clothes. So yes, it was again, stressful and looking for all different shades of pink that I wanted or whatever was, was interesting. But you know, it's something that helped me was just looking at other people's websites to recognize that they're not wearing like the most amazing clothes anyway. It's like more plain colors usually, or I definitely recommend that people go and look at other people's websites that are in their niche to kind of get a flavor for like how they did it and like just look at their backgrounds look at their positions their poses that helped me to grab certain props like I grab my laptop and my phone I wouldn't have thought of that otherwise just little things like that if you're a podcaster look and see do they have a mic what color mic or you know just different kinds of things you can play around with different poses different environments that they're at. So that was very helpful. But yeah, um, curating the, the right wardrobe did take some time. So I do recommend that you take time and space for planning as people can probably see. Like this does require a lot of planning, especially if you have no idea what this is all about and it's your very first one. It can be a lot. And the whole experience was very intimidating for me. I can definitely say, but after I did it, I mean, I really was very overwhelmed by the whole thing. To be completely transparent, I really, really genuinely was terrified. It sounds so ridiculous now. One thing that I'll say is if you could get your hair and makeup done just to make you feel more comfortable and confident, I think that's helpful. Thankfully, my amazing sister-in-law was my makeup artist. She's so talented. She picked out our makeup in advance. I showed her colors. I told her the vibe and we practiced before. I did not get my hair done because it was too early in the morning and I didn't want to have my amazing hairdresser wake up that early and like have her hate me. So I will say, I do think it's worth it if you can to book and like, even if it's getting a blowout or something, like it doesn't need to be like prom hair or anything, but just like you know, these are photos that stay with you and you want them to look really nice. So I do recommend that you make the time to book those things so that you're looking your best. I agree. And I would, I would like to add to that. I definitely think anytime you're doing photos, if you can get hair and makeup, that for one, it gives you time to relax, just to sit there and not be frenetic and rushing around. Even if, even if you just do one of them, either one. And then another thing I would suggest not to do a new hairstyle <laughs> right before your photo shoot. So not switching colors, not doing a, you know, a totally drastically new cut right before. So any of those you would want to do, you know, a 
a bit prior. So you're comfortable with it and it's settled in, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, on that point, it's like these photos, they're going to stay with you and you're going to use them for so many different things. Even if you don't know what you're using them for yet. Like in my case, I was like, I don't know what I need photos for. I had no idea about this. So again, I was just pushed into it and just went with it and took a leap of faith. But it turns out you need photos of yourself for so many things. If you have, if you're any kind of content creator, you have an online business, you have to have them. It's used if you are featured in an article, you are about me or anything on your website, you need different photos. You know, you, you have a podcast, you want to be able to have professional photos of yourself. Like you're using these photos absolutely everywhere and anywhere in so many ways that even if you're not totally sure exactly how they're going to be used, you're going to need the content and definitely trying on a new look before that is probably not the best strategy. So let's, let's actually, I wanted to ask you about this. So what if, let's just say we, for example, had our hair extensions in during our photo shoot, and then we decide to take them out. Mm -hmm. What do, do we, do we need to reshoot? How frequently do we need to reshoot? Tell us about, about that. Honestly, in 2021, a woman has the ability to change her hair so frequently, which is wonderful. And I mean, I have clients who they may have hair one way one month and the next month it's different. And there isn't a need necessarily to change images because a lot of times people don't even notice, you know, they don't, they don't totally even notice that, oh, their hair's shorter. Oh, their hair's curly today. Oh, their hair's braided today. Oh, their hair's, you know, I mean, maybe like, color changes, I think that would probably throw people off or maybe be a little bit more stand out to them. But um, updating your images is very important though, but that's more for the social media aspect, just to have consistent, fresh images, but you don't have to ever, you don't have to do away with your other images just because you don't have your extensions in. That's very helpful. And so I know for you, because you really do a lot of this kind of work. And so, I mean, you're like an expert in this space. So I think you had told me that some of your clients will do photo shoots every single month. Is that right? Yeah. um, They have a strong online platform. So they are keeping up consistent new photos every month to every other month. Some people like to shoot every other month because then they only have to get prepared for one photo shoot. And then, but they'll have double the images and we'll spend double the time, especially nowadays, because we're seeing so much imagery for one, just having that fresh content, having fresh images, having, even with our fresh content, then again, having new images to go along with that. And then it reinforces to your brand's identity and then who's speaking. And it also gives you a chance to show different sides of, you know, your business, who you are, all of those things. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. So what about having your family in your photo shoot? Is that, when is that appropriate? When is it not appropriate? That is a, probably more of a personal point than anything. Um, most of my clients include their family at least somewhat, even if they're not a family or a mom brand necessarily. Especially today, I feel like we, people want to know, like you said, people are nosy now. I mean, we're always nosy, but People just want to know more. They want to know your story. They want to know who you are. They want to, they just want to know more to your story. And 
you know, adding those bits of family things that makes you more relatable. It gives you a point of connection with people, those type of things. So I think those are some reasons why, even if you're not a mom or a family brand necessarily, that those are still good to incorporate however you see. And then if you're speaking, I mean, still, yeah, it, I think that goes to your comfort level and then to who you're speaking to, who your audience is. Yes. Yeah. And for me, I'll be totally transparent on this. I didn't know if my business was going to be a real business or not. When I did this, I felt like it was putting the cart before the horse for me. Like I didn't feel ready, like, or that I even needed a branding photo shoot. Cause I was just, just had no idea about this entire space to be perfectly honest. So my feeling was like, you know what, even if my entire business fails, I still want nice photos with my family. So what we did was, because I, I wasn't totally sure if I was going to be including pictures of my family, my business yet, even it was just so early on. And so what I did was I split the time and I wanted to make sure I had time with just me making sure I get those, you know, one-on-one -on -one photos or whatever of just me on my own for my business. And then we brought in the family for a short time. And definitely if you do have kids, bring them snacks and like plan it out. Remember we did it like early enough so that they weren't falling apart. Like we planned it so that the kids would not be shooting during the witching hour and be falling apart in a nightmare. <laughs> Katie would never talk to me again if I did that to her. <laughs> I would be fine. Um, yeah, I, if you're bringing kids and you always, you, we want to make sure they're well fed before they come, have okay. snacks on hand just in case, um, and then plan it during, have them a part of the photo shoot during their best time of day. So yes. not right before a nap and not right after a nap. And, uh, not, and not like right before dinner if you're not going to feed early. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great. And I know we brought candy just to bribe them to like get them extra happy. <laughs> so that never Why hurts. Not? Right. Why not? I mean, yeah. I've, had, I've had some parents too. They will give their, you know, kid a, you did so good. You, you know, you did so good at your job, especially if it's like something like that, this type of shoot, you know, that's more branding. They're like, oh, you did so good at your job. Here, you got a dollar today. So there can be, there can be some other lessons you can incorporate into photo shoots. All kinds of rewards. Yes, I love that. I love that. And especially if they're going to be in, on camera, you can treat it like a business and pay them. I love that. I mean, let them get into the entrepreneurial game early. Why not? I love that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, one other thing that had come up for me, which was a question that we didn't hit on was around, do I need to bring my hair and makeup people on site with me? So again, I didn't have a hairdresser, but my sister-in-law is my makeup artist, so to speak. And she came with me just to do touch-ups and things like that. So I think, do most people bring a makeup artist or a, or a hairdresser with them, or do they usually just show up by themselves? I mean, it's everybody's different because some people are going to want a bigger change in the hair, you know, in a couple different looks. So they might start off down, they might then go curly, and then they might do something up. So if you're wanting to change your hair, then most likely you will want to have somebody on, on there for you. And even if you just bring a friend or a sister, sister-in-law, who, whether they do makeup or not, who can be there just kind of to be your right-hand person with all your stuff for any touch-ups that you need, that also works really well for, for makeup. But if you're wanting multiple different looks, then yes, people are bringing hair or makeup on with them, which that I have some great, sense. I have a, yeah, if 
your photographer or you have great um, recommendations. Definitely, if you can do a trial with the person, that can be helpful. It's not the end of the world if you don't, if you've seen enough of their work and you feel like you have good communication. That's great. And oh, with the kids, I have a note that I didn't want to forget that you should bring a first aid kit because I think Charlotte started like bleeding or something. I didn't have a band aid. That was weird. I don't remember what that was all about. We kept the kids in one outfit and an easy location in case they need the bathroom. And then, oh, you know what else I brought? I brought a comb in case, you know, their hair gets crazy or whatever. Just bring that and wipes because if you give them candy in between shoots, location shoots or whatever, like my daughter, with all due respect to her, she needs a wipe after she eats anything. <laughs> She's not the tidiest of eaters. So just cute little things that I didn't want to miss. What about, what about shoes and jewelry? What, what do we need to know about those two things? Think about your brand. With all wardrobe things, you want to think about your brand. What is the image that you, that fits with your brand? Who are you speaking to? I mean, all the little details, they're, they're going to help establish, you know, they say it's hard to get over a first impression, right? Like this is your, your image is your first impression. So you want those things to speak to creating credibility for people. And so flip-flops, unless you're working on the beach or something like that, flip-flops aren't going to be your choice of shoe <laughs> for a branding shoot. <laughs> so you definitely want to go with shoes, even if you don't necessarily wear high heels all the time. If your image is a more professional look, if you're working with professionals, you're going to want to keep those things in mind. Jewelry is is good. It's fine. Again, it goes to your aesthetic. If you're an interior designer, you're going to have more freedom to have fun with some of those things than if you are a business professional working with professionals on business development and things like that. Does that answer your question? Oh, yes, it absolutely <laughs> does. I think it's important to know that, you know, you want to make sure that you're dressing the part, right? So whatever that means for your business. And, you know, the last thing I'll say too, and this kind of goes back to the location, is the temperature, <laughs> if, especially if you're oh, outside, because yeah. we were shooting mine over the summer. And so it's a combination. So the timing thing can be tricky on that one because for us, it's very, it was very hot still like five at night at the time in which we were shooting. And so I was like, okay, well, the golden light would be great and everything, but I'm going to have to say no to that because I'm going to be, it was like over hundred degrees. And so that's something to consider too, right? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yes. Especially if you're shooting outdoors. Yeah, you want to know your temperatures and planning according to that. You don't want to try to brave it in the heat because it's not about being willing to do it. It's just there's a lot of makeup things. You're not comfortable. I mean, there can be all kinds of sweat issues that could happen. <laughs> so yeah, checking your weather and knowing that your weather is something comfortable if you're shooting outdoors and planning accordingly. Always easier to be cooler than hot because you can kind of bear through that a little easier sometimes than, than if it's too hot at least in my experience. Yes, absolutely. Okay, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was around the amount of time we need and budget. Should we expect that it's an hourly rate or is it a block or does it totally depend on the photographer? Like what can folks expect of when they're asking for a branding photo shoot? Yeah, it definitely can depend on the photographer. Most photographers I know deal with package basis. 
for things like this because we already know what the needs are. So we're setting you up with here. You need, you know, let's, you need three hours, three or four hours. So you have time for the different looks. You're not a model, so you don't have to be like, you don't need to feel this frenetic moving. You're, you know, you're just performing the whole time. So, so photographers that I know typically work with a package setup because we just want to make it easy for you. So a package for the day, like here's three hours or four hours kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah. And I think we had done three or four hours, something like that. And that was just the right amount of time. I think I was one of those ambitious people and brought like 20 outfits. And we got through. We got through, we got through a lot, which was great. I mean, it's like, if you're, if you're willing to try and if, if it, again, if you're like in a good flow, it's like, well, great, let's go on to the next one. I'm already ready with one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I brought, I think, I think it was actually eight outfits. It was seven or eight and we did do all of them. That's right. Fast and furious, man. Right. Like you, you definitely can do it. And um, yeah. So, I mean, the more outfit changes you have, it definitely adds more time in, in terms of changing in between. So I think it definitely depends on where you are and how close you are to being able to change your outfits physically, of course. So, you know, just all of those different logistics are all things that I just had no idea that I should be thinking through. It's just good to be able to share it for people that just had no idea what to expect. I think all of these things are super helpful. And I actually created a checklist for folks that want these tips kind of all written down for them. So I'll link that in the show notes as well. These are all tips and things that I learned just from doing one photo shoot with Katie and, you know, it went swimmingly. I've used those photos just everywhere in so many ways. So it was absolutely worth the investment and the time and all the, you know, mental strain and stress and emotions. I'm glad I didn't quit my business. So thank you for, for being such a wonderful person to work with. Katie, you are so special and so amazing. And I cannot wait to continue to work with you and probably am due for another photo shoot just to kind of keep it fresh, you know? So we're going to have to chat about that. <laughs> yeah, we had a great time. I was, I forgot that we went through that many outfits, but it, it worked great. I mean, we just, yeah, again, like you were, you were ambitious and willing to try, which is, I mean, I'm always as long, I, and I know too, when we're getting the shots and I'm like, we've got enough in this outfit, like we can move on. Yeah. You're willing to like bring them and just be prepared. Then as your photographer, you know, we can say, okay, great. We got some, we got a lot of really good stuff in this. I think we can go on to the next look. Yeah. And that is so helpful. I, I think it's definitely a big communication. It's definitely a team effort when you are doing something like this for you as the person with the vision to kind of one, just do a, do sanity checks all along the way. And, you know, your photographer has so much experience that they're able to coach you through not only the physical like poses and what to do and all of that goodness, but also just be able to weigh in on all of the pieces that have to come together. So I definitely encourage you to listen to them, solicit advice, and you know, they're the expert in this. So absolutely find somebody that you can trust and that you're comfortable with and communicate with them, get their thoughts and take their direction because they are the experts in this field. So be coachable and listen to your photographer. <laughs> They're the boss. We want the best for you. That's what we're here for. Okay. Well, 
you are just a wealth of information and you are so talented and lovely. And thanks again for being on. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram at Kimberly Lovey and let me know your thoughts about today's show. You can screenshot this episode and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and tag me at Kimberly Lovey and we can share it on our stories. I will see you again, same time, same place next week.